0: morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutia Yoredeya, Yaradea, Chele Galef, Hilchas Hercher Kalim, Halacha Dalid. We're towards the end of paragraph Lamid Gimel. We're up to the subparagraph, Visei Bechinas Hatvelois Hakdoishois, Shalakoyen Godor. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Tuvio Barabisroel Yitzchok, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosevass Itamar. And for a complete refuah shleima for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chan Galya, Azgalia, Shimon Eliyaz and Rochel Yispa Hendel Baskitalaya, Sara Bas Yispa Hendel, Bas Yispa Havaliba basmir Bas Miriam Dvoira, Bas Havaliba, Shimon Zvulun Ben Sara Leah, Avigail Bracha Bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira Bas Miriam, Yosef Avram Ben Pesia, Jonas and Hilda. Lea Reina Basaviva, Batzahava, Mazel Alexandra Esther Chaya Luna Patricia, Yehuda Ben Saromaya Chaim Ben Rachel, Tuvia Svi Ben Chayaliza, Ruvein Ruven Chaim Ben Chana Elka, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Edis Bat Miriam Brindel, Ben Mazel, the Shar Chali We're in the middle of discussing the Avoida. On Yom Kippur of the Kohen Gadol, the Zebachinas had Tvilos, Hakdoishes, Shela Kohen Gadol, Biyom Akipurim. Everything what we've been, that we've been learning now is related to the fact that the Torah tells us that the Kohen Gadol went to the mikveh five times throughout Yom Kippur. Shoyatzarich Tvilah bechal Pam Shalichnas Michutz lefnim umi'pnim lechutz each time that the Kohen Godl changed location in the Beis HaMikdosh, going from outside the Kodesh HaKadoshim to inside, and, and going from inside to outside, he had to tovel in the mikvah. Because we learned earlier, much earlier in this halacha, that toveling in the mikvah is a concept of being moitzi mi bringing things from potential to actualization. And this was a major focus of the Kohen Gadol's Avodah on Yom Kippur. By the Kohen Gadol first, being involved in the activities of the karbonos outside of the holiest part of the Beis Sashona, just like he did throughout the rest of the year, where all of these services that the Kohen Godel performed were all about atoning for the Jewish people. By which he also helped to rectify the entire creation. Which is also an example of bringing things from which is also an example of bringing things from And after the Kohen Gadol did a series of avodas outside, then he entered into that holiest of places, and that's where he accomplished the most important atonement of Yom Kippur. Because the main solution for all of our problems, the main tikkun for all of our sins requires that the Tzadik, who in this case is the Kohen godal, must be able to go up to the highest, highest of places, spiritually. Of which one description of that is the inner, inner sanctuary, the base of And it's from there that he was able to draw very high level spiritual life, holy life, <coughs> from the upper Ruach to the lower Ruach. Which is the whole concept of drawing that double light, and that's what really accomplishes what we need to accomplish. V'alkein hayetzorich tvi'la bechol and this is why the claim God had to tovah repeatedly, again and again. adim kiper because all of this is accomplishing that major accomplishment of toivling in the mikveh, in which is found the divine spirit of Hashem, that ruach which is that divine spirit of Moshiach, which hovers over the waters, as we spoke about this a lot earlier. With this, Rav Nosuzal completes the discussion of the toivling in the mikvah on Yom Kippur. Now, in the next paragraph, he's gonna go into the topic of the special tefillah that the Gemara says that the Kohen Gadol said during that short period of time that he was in the Holy of Holies, where he offered the k'toiras there, there was a special three-part tefillah that the Kohen Gadol said there. And Rav Nosuzal, in several places throughout Likuta is Shows us how that three-part tefillah that the Kohen Gadol did is tied into very important concepts that Rabbi El-Zal teaches us in the Moran. And based on what we're learning here, we'll understand why the Kohen Gadol, when he was in the Holy of Holies, he prayed to Hashem for three things. Number one. That no woman should miscarry. Number two, Jews should not have to come on to each other for parnasa. We should be able to receive the parnasa directly from Hashem. Number three that the kingdom should never leave the tribe of Yehuda. We know that Dovra Melech is a descendant from Shevet Yehuda. The Pesach says, Vahoya Hashem leMelech." Hashem will be to the king. And we find of the 12 tribes, Hashem's name Yud-K-Vav-K is found by Shevet Yehuda. We have the letters yud k k and the letter Dalit, which stands for Dovra Melech. And the malchus of Dovr is considered the malchus of kedusha. Rab Nusser asks, and it seems very strange, madua hispalel daika Why did the Kohen Gadol pray specifically for these three things during that short period of time that he had inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim? And what connection is there between these three things that seem to be totally, totally separate? <laughs> now, however, based on what we've been learning here, <laughs> everything fits beautifully. <laughs> the main tfil of the Koim Godel is that we, <laughs> to complete the Tikkun that Hashem wants us to complete in this world which is, to actualize everything that Hashem put in potential. And that's included in this Tvila that no woman should have a miscarriage. Because the one who represents the entire creation whereby the entire creation was made for him is man, human beings. And therefore, the more Jews that are born from generation to generation, (coughs) that's what really accomplishes the perfection and completion of creation. This concept of taking everything from potential to actualization, that Hashem wanted to actualize with the creation. And this is why one of the most important things in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, in living in this world is purity in tikkun Abris, purity in the relationship between men and women. Shemishom That's how births takes place through a holy matrimon- matrimony and a proper relationship between men and women. Shaydeze, Nikro Tzadik. And that's how a person acquires the title Tzadik by being exemplary in Tikkun Abris. And therefore, the Koin prayed. pray that no woman should miscarry but rather that there should be born good, healthy Jewish children that will study Torah and fulfill the Torah and serve Hashem. And that's one of the most powerful examples Of bringing the creation from potential to actualization. And from this, we go on to the second prayer that the Jewish people should not have to come on to each other. They shouldn't have to borrow money from each other. They shouldn't need charity from each other. This means that no Jew should have to come on to other people. This is a term that's used in the Gemara. Mitzrah Labrius, when a person is not self-sufficient, they can't stand on their own two feet, they have to come on to others. And in chapter 66 of Likut which this halacha is based on, Rabbein Azal goes into a major discussion about this topic, that when a person has to come on to other people, then that person cannot be real. That person can't be really honest because they're always thinking about what other people are thinking about them, how other people are looking at them, people are watching them. Rabbi Nezah says during their tefillah, they'll make special motions so that people should respect them or look at that, that kind of thing. So this concept of Nitzrah Labrius makes it difficult for a person to have emes, which is one of the most important components in tefillah in serving Hashem. Shali seh, nif and if a person has to come on to other people, then the emes becomes damaged. as the Gemara says, Kevon de nishtane ponov. As soon as a person has to come on to other people, that person's face changes. They become a different person. And ponov shehu ho emes. The face represents the truth of the person. The true reflection of the person. <clears throat> There's a pasuk about bevakshe sela that Yaakov is called Ponecho, and we know that Yaakov is emes tite emes shehu haemes. So the emes changes and it becomes multicolored. It's no longer one. Rav says their emes is one, sheker is many. One emes is I can say that this is a cup. Sheker, I could say it's a table, a tree, a, a wall, a light bulb. As Rabbi Nassau explains this very, very well in our chapter of the chapter 66. And when a person has to come on to other people and they lose their emes, then that person cannot actualize things from potential. Again, as Rabbi Eliezer writes over there, that the kingdom should not leave the house of Yehuda. This refers to the ultimate kingdom, the kingdom of Moshiach, who will come from Shevet Yehuda, because the main achievement of the tikkun that we're discussing throughout this chapter of Likudim will be brought, is brought about through the divine spirit of Moshiach, Paragraph Lamed Hei. Now, Rav Nussuzal goes back to something he touched on earlier, and he'll clarify it more. V'Alkei Nodav hogbu. And, and therefore, we know that the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Nadav and made a terrible mistake in trying to offer the Ktoiris in the Beis They Begin in sivu because they were not married. And as a result of that, they were not able to accomplish a proper, full koyach to poyal by the fact that they had not brought children into the world. The canal, as we discussed earlier, that that's one of the most powerful examples of being the hatikun, and the repair of their sin was through their experiencing this very holy type of death. The Gemara says that two flames of fire came out from Hashem Went into their nostrils and, and killed them in that manner. And in addition, Abu Bepinchas, as a result of their souls entering into Pinchas, as with Shehu Eliyahu, who is Eliyanavi, Beis Shekine at the time, at the special time when Navi, when Pinchas avenged Pigama bris. When the, the Nasi of Shaved Shimon, Zimri bin Somri, took a non Jewish woman, Kosbi Basur, and he wanted to show a flagrant act of, of, of znus, of promiscuity, in front of the whole Jewish people. And, and by trying to repair Pegama Bris, that's how we draw through Tikanabris, is how we draw this Pishnayim, this double portion. As we learned in the previous shirah about Yosef HaTzadik, that Yosef attained the Bechoyra, and Bechoyra is the double portion. So therefore we see from this, the Shepognu in the area which Nodavnavi made a terrible mistake because they weren't married, they didn't have children, they couldn't bring, they weren't qualified to bring the Torahs, was corrected by their souls entering into pinchas who stood up for Abris. The alkane tolsa hatora call avoida And this is why the Torah attaches the whole avodah of the Yom Kippur. To the passing away of Nodavanaviyu. If you look in the Chumish, in the beginning of Parshas Achrei Mois, the first line speaks about the passing away of Nodavanaviyu, and then the paragraph goes right into everything that the Koin Godel did on Yom Kippur in the base of mm-hmm. Because the main service that has to be accomplished on Yom Kippur, which is to atone and forgive for the Jewish people by drawing that Pishnayim from a very high place. <inaudible> One of the powerful components of making that happen was the passing away of the two sons of Ar-Rat-Lin. And This is why it's so important for a person, for us to be aware of this, and on Yom Kippur morning, when we come to shul, when they're getting ready to read the Torah, in many shuls they're selling the aliyas at the time. The person who knows about this tries to concentrate and focus on this tragedy of great tzaddikim, holy tzaddikim passing away, and to try to feel genuine remorse, genuine feelings of chuva. For, for our contribution to making these, these, these things happen. Very often the Torah tells us that Sadiqam die because of the sins of the generation, because of our sins. And by expressing feelings of tshuva at that time, especially if a person is to shed a tear, when they hear that first passage being read, that's one of the things that affects a major kapara. Question in the chat, if none of an avi were married but did not have, have children yet, would this have happened? The Zohar, when uses the wording, begin the because they weren't married. Rav we know that one of the main achievements in marriage is bringing children into the world. Which is, which is a major part of this being actually, the purpose of creation was perpetuating mankind that there would be one generation and another, and each generation is affecting one, a layer of Tikkun, of the Bria, until we get to the finish line, until Moshiach comes, when we'll have a completed, this big moitzibikoy
1: ha'apoyah. Question? Good morning, Rav Nassim. In the previous paragraph, Rav Nassim Zahar asked two specific, two specific questions. Why were these three items specifically chosen? And then what's the relationship between them? And over the last few pages, we've been learning all about very many different examples of taking potential to action. So these three, are these three representing the archetype, the template of all aspects of taking potential to action? Because they seem to be each one of the ones that we've learned in the last week or so could, could really have been replaced, it seems. Any any. any?
0: It seems that these three <coughs> are the major ones, the ones that represent the whole picture, really. The, the, the bringing children into the world, you know, and the, and the, the malchus of Mashiach, and, and, and the third item, the issue of, of uh, Parnasa, which Rav is gonna go into much more now. And again, we had the toivling in the mikvah, which was a preparation for all of this. Those three plus one items, I think, pretty much summarize just about everything we had in this halacha based on that chapter of
1: Likudimran.
0: Thank you very much. Paragraph Lamet the Alkain, Bahat and therefore, in that chapter of Likudimran, chapter 66, which this entire halacha is based on, Rabbein explains, Shalyadei Menias Haparnosa. That when a person is experiencing a problem in Parnosa, when Parnosa is being withheld from a person, that prevents the person from being able to accomplish everything they need to accomplish, everything they want to accomplish, to take things from potential to actualization. The and this is what the Pesach says, call all of a person's efforts, all of a person's struggles are for their mouth in order to feed themselves and feed their family. That's typically what it refers to. The main struggles of a person. Which can also refer to the obstacles that are blocking a person from serving Hashem properly. From davening properly, from learning properly, and especially from coming close to truly religious people. That's the most important thing. That's going to have the most powerful effect on a person's Yiddish guide. It's all related to the mouth, meaning the Hainu Haparnosa. It's all all of those obstacles are usually tied into parnosa. <speaking> in <Hebrew> because the Pasuk says man was born to struggle. <speaking in> Rabbi <Hebrew> and rabbis tell us, <speaking in Hebrew> this struggle, we're not sure what it's referring to. Im <speaking in> ha <Hebrew> Is it referring to struggling in parnosa in, in the effort to earn a livelihood, imam al Or is it the struggle to study Torah and to understand the Torah? And the Gemara goes into a whole discussion about this, and the Gemara concludes, ze ze'amal Torah. The conclusion is that what Hashem really wants us to struggle in is Torah. What Hashem really wants us to devote, to devote most of our time and effort is in the struggle of Torah. Because to the degree that a person overcomes and eliminates the struggle for parnosah, meaning the obstacles that are generated because of parnosah. Person has to leave their house early to go to work. They come home late. They don't get to go to shul. They can't dabble with a minion. They can't attend shiurim. They don't have time to study Torah. And a person strengthens their heart with complete trust in Hashem, 100% trust in Hashem that Hashem provides, not the job, not my employer. Hashem provides everything. And Hashem will not forsake me. Hashem will not leave me. (laughs) <laughs> and all the different obstacles that this satan sets up, which make it seem like I can't have Parnosa, those obstacles will not be able to block my Parnosa. <laughs> As the Gemara says, <laughs> a person cannot touch what's set aside, what Hashem is has designated for his friend. If Hashem has designated certain money or a certain job for Ruvain. Shimon cannot take it away. The Shimcha Yikraucha. And how, when the Jews call out to Hashem, the more a person fortifies themselves in Bitochi, complete faith and trust in Hashem, the more that person is to be able to devote more time to the study of Torah. Because Rav says it's impossible for a person to really be to success in Torah unless the person overcomes the obstacles that are blocking the person from achieving that. And for most of the world, it's it's all about Parnassah the earning of a livelihood. That's what robs a person's brain power, a person's thinking always about Pernosa and so much time and effort that's put into the pursuit of Pernosa, what they call hishtadus. Each person needs to know their their madrega of Bitochay. We know that it's written about the Baal that he would empty his pockets at the end of every day, any money that he had left in his pockets he would give away to charity, said he would start the new day fresh on zero. And his level of bitokhin was obviously the highest level possible that Hashem provides and Hashem will provide. And therefore, Hashem provided. We are not necessarily on that level. We have to do certain, certain we have to put in certain efforts sometimes to earn a livelihood, but never to forget that it's coming from Hashem. It's coming from a Shayach Lehel, related to what we discussed earlier, Paragraph Lamed The Pesach says that Pinchas is the one who removed Hashem's anger from the Jewish people. Because as we mentioned earlier, Pinchas is Eliyar Navi he was to eliminate and sweeten the anger of Hashem, which is a major, major topic in that chapter in Torah, and we've spoken about it along the way here. That's how we draw upon ourselves the divine spirit of Moshiach. We know that anger is called af. The, the way we picture an angry person is their nostrils are flaring, smoke coming out of their nose. Rabbi Elisal actually refers to it. There's a pasuk, Olo osham smoke came up from his nose, from his nostrils. That's anger. And when we eliminate the anger completely, completely, then we're to ruach apenu, Moshiach Hashem. Moshiach is called the breath of our nostrils, that ruach achayim. <speaking in Hebrew> and it's from this divine spirit of Mashiach that we're able to bring everything from Koyach to Poyal. That's this double, as we discussed earlier. Now how goes back to the creation of the world and shows us again this concept of being. <speaking in Hebrew> The The Torah begins in the beginning. Hashem created heaven and earth. Bria That first pasuk represents the potential, the Koyach, compared to the completion of the creation, which we see in the subsequent paragraphs. as the Gemara says. And Rashiya Kodesh points this out also. On the first day of creation, Hashem created everything. However, it was all created in potential. However, everything got put into place, it was actualized on the particular day of creation that we see mentioned after that. We see from this that the completion of taking everything from koyach to poyal, of everything in heaven and earth was completed, each item on its particular day. And when we're told that everything was created on day one, it means in a sense of potential. It wasn't really actualized. And Zal explained over there in the that before a person can succeed in taking things from Koyach to Poyal, they must go through major obstacles. This is why the second pasuk in the Torah says that at first the world was dark and dark and dark and darkest. Four levels of darkness. This pasuk represents all of the different types of obstacles in the world. Which block us for bringing the truth from potential to actualization. We learned earlier in the halacha that the word means darkness, and the word means to withhold. This is why the Gemara tells us, that those four categories that are listed in that passage are alluding to the four kingdoms, the four powerful kingdoms of the, of the non Jews, which would enslave the Jewish people, which would exile the Jewish people. They oppose the Jewish nation, the Tovsin Israel Yisrael They grab us and bring us into exile. Shedehem call hamaniyas, and all these obstacles come from them. They're the main obstacle. The iker huhakolos so achroin And of all four, the main one is this final one that we're going through now, shahu Bahina's Tohoim, which is represented in that passage by the term Tohoim, Shadispashtin Hamadiyas bin Haemas Adha whereby the obstacles that are trying to block us <clears throat> from getting to the truth reach all the way down to the deepest, deepest depths. The beginas as el tohoim as the pasuk says in Tehillim, one tohoim calls out to another, Rashi One disaster invites the next disaster, calls out to the next one. And the the greatest problem that we have, the greatest tragedy is the obstacles that are blocking us from coming close to Hashem and coming close to the Torah. And then the passage concludes, That refers to the divine spirit of Moshiach, the ra'chefes of Pnei Abayin hovers over the waters. Ze ikur hatikud vhatikva. This is the main solution, and this is our entire hope. Ki nishal boitzian bikoach al apoyal because it's from that ruach elokin that enables us to take things from koach to apoyal al yidei goydel ha'cheshek vharotzen ukenal. As we learned earlier when we build up our desire, our yearning and desire to come close to Hashem, to the Torah. And we learned also that that's the concept of dipping in the mikvah. We're going back to our roots. We're going back to the status of the world pre-creation, when the world was wall-to-wall water, when it was in its purest state. And we're connecting with that and this is why the Posse continues and says, yehi or, Hashem said, Let there be light, and there was light. The Zohar Kodesh says, Yehi Oyer, Do Yemino. Yehi Oyer refers to the right side. refers to the left side. The Gemara says, Whatever it says, it implies tragedy, difficulties what this Pesach is telling us is a a level of recognition between right and left. We're defining a right and a left here. And that's one of the most important representations of taking things from koyach to poyal. As Rabbi Zal expounds on this over there in that chapter of the Kutumah, opening up the heads. And then the passage goes on to say, Hashem saw that the light was good and it was too good to remain in the world at that time. And Hashem made a separation between light and darkness. Upirush Rashi, Rashi Kodesh says, Hashem saw that the world was not worthy of being able to use that incredible bright light that existed at the time of creation. And, and therefore, Hashem hid it away for Tzadikim in the future. Zehu Choysheh he bechinas As we learned earlier in this halacha, the word choysheh also means obstacles. Shehivtil haor ben choysheh. Hashem separated the light from the the opposite from the darkness. Uganazai and hid it away. Meaning sheemi sheyiskei elohim kolechot kafima sheleshadar hamanius. No person <coughs> can experience that light unless they're able to overcome those obstacles, which is the darkness, and to the degree that a person overcomes the obstacles, to that degree, that person will be able to draw from that bright light, until the person will really achieve that light in the future, because the tzaddikim and the truly religious people who are attached to them are even now to taste and to experience that light, that incredible high level light, each person on their level. The Kamuvon Kodesh, as the Zoy Kodesh makes this clear, and Rabbanazal speaks about this in other places. Because each and every person, based to the degree that that person overcomes major obstacles that are blocking them, to that degree, that person is able to draw from this light. Remember, we mentioned that the word is the same letters as the word means the incredible sweetness of kedusha, of holiness, of the Torah. And through all of this, the person will really be to achieve this to the maximum in the future when Moshiach comes. Any questions, please?
1: Just to go back to Um, it was hinted to here again the idea of borrowing the the whole world is set up that we we borrowing from Hashem and this whole system flowing down and paying back so too it's I would have thought that what's wrong with Hashem having set the creation up that Jews borrow from Jews because this is this is imitating how Hashem sets the world up
0: The answer is, Rav discusses this at tremendous length in Chush Mishpah. There's a famous statement in the Gemara, A person becomes a servant, a slave. A borrower becomes a servant and a slave to the one who lends them. And Hashem says, I want the Jews to be my avodin. I don't want them to be avodim to other avodim. And this is why our preference is that we get everything from Hashem, not from anyone else. And even when we're receiving from other people, we always attribute it first to Hashem, that it's coming from Hashem. This person is a shliach, a messenger, a vehicle. But we always show that we recognize that it's all coming from Hashem so that we never become an evid to a human being, that kind of thing. That, that's the, the important point here. Thank you very much. In Berk HaSamosah, we say, "Vinoa <speaking in> al-tatsrichenu Hashem al-ekeinu, loyli matnas pos avadom, v'loyli deavosun. Hashem, please do not allow us to have to come on to any gifts from people or any loans from any people. Kiim liyotcha hamleya only to your open, wide, broad hand. We should get everything directly from your broad hand. And I once asked my Rebbe Remichel, what about a person who's going around fundraising, trying to collect money from people, trying to get people to give money? And he said, it's extremely important when a person is doing that, to know that I'm going to Hashem, I'm going to Hashem, I'm turning to Hashem for money. Hashem sometimes operates through shlichim, through messengers. That's why I go, if we're Zecheh, the greatest tzaddikim, when the Jews received the mon in the Midbar, the tzaddikim had the mon delivered at their doorstep every single day. They didn't have to go, they didn't have to travel, they didn't have to come on to any person, they didn't have to search. The Benoiden received the mon not at their doorstep, It was they had to travel to a degree to get to it, <coughs> but it was in the same place at a certain fixed location. But still, they had to do that additional hishtadlis. The Rishon, every single day, the monk came to a different location and they had to do much more hishtadlis. So that the more a person gets closer to Hashem, the more that person can hope and expect that it'll require less hishtadlis, that Hashem will show more openly in a more obvious way that the Shefa is coming directly from Hashem. And again, when we receive money from a person, to to convey to that person, to remind that person that I thank Hashem tremendously, that Hashem has helped me succeed in in getting this gift, getting this gift, getting this loan, whatever it is. And and I thank Hashem that He chose you as the Sharia to be His messenger. Now we go back to the topic of counting, if you recall, earlier in this halacha, we had a major piece about counting the days to the Omer, and now Rav is going to go back to the topic of counting the days of creation, even, and tie it in more more carefully to Sfirah Soimer and the harmony of Shavuos. Paragraph Lametez, and this is why Hashem counted the days of creation, each one of the six days. Because as we discussed earlier in this halacha, based on Likud that one of the most important things that we have to try to accomplish is There's this light that's in a very high place. And we're down here. We have to be able to create an opening and a pipe to be able to draw that light, that spiritual energy in life from the upper yud to the lower yud of the Poseyach Hesiodecho, of the letter Aleph, as we explained earlier, the way the letter Aleph is written in a Sefer Torah, a yud on top, a yud on bottom. And then there's that Pasach, That line, that that diagonal line that connects them. This is what the Torah says, that two are better than one. Because when the light is in a state of oneness, it's just wall-to-wall light. As it was before Hashem created the world. That is not really perfection. Because what Hashem really wants to accomplish is that his light should travel from above to below, and it should multiply and increase and infuse life into all of the creations. And the most important creation is Esha'odom Ha'Yisraeli, the Jew, who is the ultimate purpose of everything Hashem created. Because again, the main completion and perfection is that the, the creation should go from potential to complete actualization. And at that point, we can start counting. Because so long as everything was in Hashem's mind, before it was actualized, there's nothing to count. Rakikar, like a person starting a business very often. And the person says, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this money And the person says, what are you counting? You haven't done anything yet. There's nothing to count yet. And and the real Tikkun is that after Hashem actualized the whole creation and and started this count, it's extremely important that the numbers should not be separated, should not be detached from one, from Hashem. But rather that we're always returning everything in this world, we're returning it to Koyach, to its original source, to Hashem. And even though we're connecting everything to that beginning, we're not we're not we're not going into total beetle, we're not being totally nullified we don't want the world to go back to that original state of nothingness of total darkness but rather but rather we're constantly trying to climb to go higher and higher and bring down spiritual energy below as the Pesach says, there were a certain unit of angels that went up and come down. They go up and down. and one of the most important factors that allows us to accomplish this is, is through pure faith. Where people realize even after everything was created and we're in the world and we're in the world today with the buildings and the cars and the telephones, we never forget that all of this comes from Hashem. The Bechinas, as the Pasuk says, as we learned earlier. The Alcain, so far, call Hayodin. And it's for this reason that Hashem counted all the days. Because that's this concept of taking things from potential to actualization, which is this concept of counting. A person starts a business, they start making money, they start producing, and then they can count. There's what to count. And this also explains why, in the order of the numbers, if you know your Hebrew, <coughs> in front of Shemi comes Rishayim, not Echad. Why is it that by the first day of creation, it says, Our rabbis tell us, this is to proclaim that message, that this number one is not just one, this number one is referring to one, Hashem main Our main tikkun in this world is to return all the numbers to one. To know that after counting, after the whole creation was done, after everything was actualized, it's all Hashem <laughs> Hashem the one Hashem created everything and is giving life infusing life into everything keeping everything in this world alive we'll hold it over here for now, Rav is is going to connect this, we're in the middle of a paragraph Rav is is going to connect this to Sfirah Soimer and Shavu Asher. Will continue from here in the next year. It's a Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Yeshua's Rafua's the Tonghus to all of us.
1: It's a